Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Football Pandemic. We are at week 10 and exciting things are happening in the NFL. Join us today as we talk about some of the big news that's coming. We talk about three homer teams that won last week and we look forward to week 10. Join us now on the Football Pandemic. guys well it is a good time of year we are rounding out right the just past the middle of the season things are starting to take shape maybe that's not the best for all of our teams but we can say one thing all three of these homer teams won last week and that doesn't always happen especially when you're looking at teams with two wins and three wins (laughs) like we are i guess the commanders have four oh wait i have four uh, colts have four and packers three now yeah three Three and Man, five. Look at us, guys. What a, what a great time. We are up to four or almost four <laughs> wins for all, for all three teams. We are rocking in the real world here. Hey, let's talk about some of this uh, big news that is coming uh, in the world of the NFL. Uh, what do we have? Oh, I, I got the first one because I just think it was hilarious when I saw it. I just laughed out loud. And that is the old Rams. They fell for it. They took the bait. <laughs> they stepped in the trap. They have signed Carson Wentz to be their backup quarterback behind Matthew Stafford. Uh, I don't know if uh, he'll get to play, if Matthew Stafford will ever be benched or if he'll get hurt. But man, just the fact that Carson Wentz is there. I really actually, there was a chance, there was a time where I thought Carson Wentz was going to get signed to a team that needed a starter uh, because people getting hurt earlier this year. And uh, it didn't happen till now, week 10, but Carson Wentz is back on a roster. That guy, for as little as he does, he just seems to keep getting on with teams and making more money. So good for him. Good for Carson Wentz. Like we've always said, Carson Wentz is not a bad guy. We like Carson Wentz as a guy. You know, he'd probably be a good friend, whatever. But boy, did he frustrate us as our starting quarterbacks. When I say us, I mean Colts and Commanders. Unfortunately, I really thought the Packers should get in on that deal somehow and get get a Carson Wentz in there so everybody here could have had Carson Wentz and and felt the pain uh, just a little bit. I I do not want that sort of pain. I will take pain (laughs) elsewhere. (laughs) There's lots lots of pain to be had. You don't need it there, right? Yeah, I don't need Carson Wentz. Uh, So that happened. Uh, But we're going to start off this, uh, and this is in all caps. We, the the three of us here, football pandemic. We are in the 180 top, <laughs> so that's a, that's a number, 180 top minds in the football reporting world today, according to, who's that according to? Let me go look. I closed it earlier. I just had it up, and I, I closed it, too. Uh, yeah. um, Michael, Michael George Bathurst. Bathurst. Yeah. Wait, yeah. One of you. What is it? You got it, Josh. All right, Michael George Bathurst, who followed us at first, and then he added us to his Twitter list of um, football insights and the, it's a list of football insights with it says here is a list of influencers who have a deep knowledge on the game of football we are one one of 179 members along and with when eight. I say one we are number 15 on that list which is a little bit below Travis Kelsey right but well, it is Jason Jason Kelsey, Jason Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. but it is Travis, like three above Tom Brady, Tom Brady what and a little bit below Patrick Mahomes Oh, no, man, Look at that, guys. Look at that. And there's lots of other people on there. I, I I don't know how he came up with this. 
Uh, maybe he's one of the people watching us right now, one of those <laughs> up there. But listen, uh, yeah. <laughs> we we do believe that uh, while we may not have all of the ins and outs of X's and O's that happen in the game, we do have a good understanding of what's going on in the world of football. We like to report that news, especially if it has to do with Colts, Commanders, or Packers, but not limited to that. We hit every team a little bit, so... Awesome. We're one of the 180 greatest minds. And I think when it comes to that greatest mind, it has to be Brandon or Josh, because I don't think it's me, <laughs> although I love to talk. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, I will tell you this, though. One one piece of news that I was, uh, I would say, I don't know if it's disheartened or not. I don't know what I feel about it yet. And that is Will Levis has been named the starter for the Tennessee Titans for the remainder of the year, meaning that even if um, Tannehill, uh, Tannehill Ryan Tannehill comes back. He is going to be sitting on the bench behind Will Levis. That that change has been made. Mm-hmm. So now what you're looking at is I really, really wanted this to be a time in this year where we had C.J. Stroud, brand new quarterback, taken in the top, you know, of the quarterback class. Anthony Richardson taken in the top of the quarterback class. Will Levis taken in the top of the quarterback class, and then you know, then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I was really looking forward to those three all being there. Unfortunately, at this time, as we all know, Anthony Richardson is IR. He is out for the year because of that shoulder surgery. Uh, but we're hoping he's developing well behind the background. I wish he would be getting those uh, game snap experience. That's what he needed coming in. Unfortunately, he's now going to be doing that thing so many people talked about, sitting and learning uh, behind mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew who has uh, kept us really close. Well, kept us really close. We've been really close in games, but he's turned over the ball a lot. This last week, that did not happen. This last week, as we were kind of mentioning at the top of the show, all of our teams won. And uh, Gardner Minshew did what he needed to do in conjunction with uh, the other people on the team. And we got ourselves a dub. Uh, But Will Levis will be one of those that we will see later this season. And... uh, I do hope the best for him. I, I was very adamant that I did not want Will Levis as our starting quarterback. And then he looked great in his first game ever, four touchdowns, whatever. I didn't see exactly how he looked this last week, but I believe it was enough for the win. And uh, unfortunately, with him in there, they may make a comeback. But I don't think this is the Colts year anyway, so we'll see what we'll see. NFL re- reinstated Martavius Bryant, yes. And the Cowboys signed him right away. And I believe he's going to be playing, right? I don't know yet. I don't know when he'll be playing, but he'll play, be playing eventually. But it's just like, I guess, I don't know if you guys have seen, the, like, the, not the memes, but the jokes that people make. It's just the Cowboys way. You know, they they have a player that gets in trouble for weed or, you know, some sort of um, police trouble or whatever. He gets banned or, you know, whatever in the NFL. And then they, he, they get reinstate him, and then they sign with the Cowboys. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and every every player, unfortunately, would love to sign with the Cowboys because it's such a huge you you have a media presence, you're known, they get like lots of games, even if they're losing. Uh, it's always what has been dubbed America's team, which I take uh, I have a problem with that. I take offense mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> I take umbrage with that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so many so many people are excited to sign with the Cowboys and. Uh, Martavius Bryant did. Uh, Jaguars inducting Tom Coughlin into their pride of the Jaguars. I guess that's like their ring of honor. The ring of honor, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't with them for that long. He was with. He was their first head coach in '95 to '03, and then that was the years right. they let they like 
when they started in 95, they had a bad year and they went to like championship wildcard divisional championship. And they were almost a dynasty in the nineties. And he was like the main guy that led them there. And with Mark Burnell and Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith and all these guys. And he, he rightfully so he agreed, you know, should be in there, but it just took time. And I think that he just, he completely deserves it. I totally forgot that that's where he started. And I forgot they had good years in the late nineties and they had even a few in the two thousands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not with but, him. But once, uh, yeah, once Peyton Manning got here, they were highly overshadowed by the Colts in that AFC South for a long time. Yeah. So I'd forgotten about that. Uh, AFC North. Uh, here was an interesting fact. We we discovered just before we started this podcast, we're kind of looking through standings, talking about football teams and what we're going to talk about in this. And we realized that as of right now, Josh realized, yeah, as Whoa. of right now, um, if the playoffs were to start today, the entire AFC North is in the playoffs. Baltimore, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, all of them are in the, the playoff picture. That's, that's where they've mentioned. I know it's only halfway and things are going to change, but right now that's, that's pretty impressive. I would not have thought that, especially with uh, my mindset of where the Bengals started this, mm -hmm. this season to think even they, which they're in last place in that division, which mm -hmm. seemed totally wrong. And of course we didn't know Joe Burrow was going to get hurt. So our predictions are, are way off based on him getting hurt and Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. Those two things really, what was it you said they led to our demise, Brandon? Yeah. Yes, yes, our demise. Our but the, demise. the the Bengals aren't too far off from where we projected them. If they went out the season and they go 14 and three, we project we projected 15 and two. They're still really close to what we thought. There was a little buffer we put in there. You know, it might deviate two games. They could have a perfect season. To us, they felt like the most complete team going in. Uh, to 2023, uh, but right now they're not not totally there. But I don't count them out for what they've been able to do yep. uh, coming back into the season. And you know what's funny? Um, the quarterback has such an impact on a team because before we were thinking this is a really complete team. Look who they've got, and you, you name all the all the players they have. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as he gets hurt, I kind of forget about most all of those players because they're not sure. doing great stuff without that great quarterback back there. Um, everybody's stats are down, and I I tend to forget about um, Joe Mixon, and I I tend to forget about uh, Chase, um, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm trying to remember who else is on the team that I can T. forget about. T Higgins, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, those people haven't really been high on my radar. Um, at the beginning of the year, but maybe they will continue to come back. Right now, if you would ask me who's the most complete team, I, there would be another team for sure yeah. uh, listed there. But yeah, that was the beginning of the year. We thought that. Uh, Brandon, why don't you take this this last one here on our news segment because this is like right up your alley. So there, there's this thing the NFL does, and of course I get insider information right there, insider information. Uh, the NFL has a fan of the year. Almost like the Walter Payton Man of the Year, not of that stature. No one is Walter Payton. Nobody gets. Yeah, they don't get an award. They don't. It's just a recognition. Yeah. For, yeah. So there, there's a recognition for NFL Fan of the Year. Every Man. team in the NFL gets to submit a fan. I think the Packers have a shot at winning it this year because our nominee for the Packers Fan of the Year is Tom Grossi, who I think super well known. Everyone already. knows him now. Yeah, he, yeah. he went and toured every NFL stadium this past summer. What was it, 30 uh, stadiums in 30 days? Yep. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, That's went and raised a ton of money for charity. Uh, I think almost over half a million. 
I think is where he ended up in 30 days, which is amazing that he was able to do that. Uh, and it really grew his brand and what he's been able to do as uh, a solo podcast host, essentially. Now I think he considers himself more of a YouTuber than a podcaster. Uh, yep. Yeah. But anyway, uh, all of his hard work and his, and his commitment to football and how it's actually changed people's lives, I think gives him a phenomenal shot to, to win this award. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I mean, other oh, NFL fans unless their say, name is Matthew Thomas were, or Josh out. If I were voting right now, <laughs> I, I would vote for, for Tom Grassi because he's really yeah, I voted the only one yesterday. I know. <laughs> so what I'm hearing from this, from what Brandon's saying is we just have to do something like Tom Grassi for our podcast, maybe tour every NFL stadium in 15 days instead and record it and then upload it and then we get our podcast boosted yeah, and is, we have to donate half a million dollars to st right. jude's children's hospital without them I'm, knowing i'm pretty satisfied with being in the top 180 greatest minds in football we don't, we don't <laughs> so. have to pay for anything we're already there is tom grossi on that list i don't know you better check because if he's not take that tom grossi yeah that's right i'll look <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's hop into where our predictions are sitting uh, preseason, of course, uh, where we are today. Uh, we've had one of our, our better weeks, I'd say, at going nine and five. Uh, of course, those are going to. No. No. Yeah, no, that's I was right. just shaking, yeah, I was shaking my head that Tom Grossi is yeah. not there. <laughs> oh, Tom Grossi is not on the list. So we have better insights than Tom Grossi. He just has the larger following. Yeah, uh, so we went nine and five this week. Of course, that number is not going to add up to your your perfect sixteen due to bye weeks. Uh, but overall, that's a, a very good position to be in. And I think okay. we're still ahead of Adam Rank, which we is are, the only we're thing that matters. probably ahead of Adam Rank. But we are our yeah. overall um, week one through nine, or our total win loss re record is uh, seventy nine and sixty. So yeah, above five hundred, we're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think. It's not too hard to be above Adam Rank, but it's not. <laughs> Especially when you get the guy that votes for the Bears to go twelve and five, and you know, oh so God. it's not that gotta hard. Got to be hating that. Uh, speaking of, well, well, no, we'll save that for when we get to games. We'll save that. It's just bubbling up within me. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our Week Nine review of, of our Homer teams here, and then we'll talk about some of the other teams around the league. So, if you're not a fan of the Colts, Commanders, or Packers, we do talk about some other teams. But we're going to start talking about the Colts. Uh, and again, I don't want to like uh, put every detail in there, but I will just tell you this: we played the Carolina Panthers. Not too tough a contest when you look at they've only had one win uh, all year, and that was against the Texans, right, uh, just the week before. Mm -hmm. So there was a possibility they were starting to get things together, starting to gel, starting to get on a roll. We were going back to play Frank Reich, and uh, you know that was his first time playing against us since we let him go, uh, fired him uh, midseason last year. So uh, wondering how that would all go. We didn't have Anthony Richardson versus Bryce Young like I wanted, we had Gardner Minshew versus Bryce Young. But what Bryce Young did give us was a couple of gifted pick sixes, and uh, Kenny Moore got both of those, returned both of them. It was funny. Uh, we had our leading receivers. Somebody was listing them, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was funny because <laughs> top receiver was two receptions, Kenny Moore, 115 yards off two receptions. <laughs> so he caught those, and he ran a good distance with each one for a touchdown both times, um, which was very good. Um, and then our, our next guy was 
was lower and it was an actual receiver. But uh, I thought that was funny. Kenny Moore definitely got my MVP of the week for the Colts Carolina game. And as much as I want to be super excited, I have to remind myself that was Carolina. And Carolina has Frank Reich, uh, which good guy, but not a great coach. And uh, we beat him. I don't think that's saying a whole lot. I don't think that necessarily predicts that we're going on a big roll. I do think it means our players are playing well. Gardner Minshew will always kind of have us like at that cusp. It's just it seems like he always falls a little short. And maybe we're going to hit a few over. Uh, We'll see. I'm all for the Colts winning. But at the same time, and this is bad because I know it's that fan thing that you shouldn't want. But like I'm really looking the next year and I'm like, is there a chance Colts could maybe have such a low win number that we could get Marvin Harrison Jr.? That's all that's on my wish list. But I have more and more doubts every day that that's going to happen because I do see the Colts winning a few more, moving out of the top, you know, not going to be in the top five because there's some teams that are just horrid and they're going to beat us there. Packers might be one of them. What did I say horrid? <laughs> I didn't mean horrid, but the Packers might beat us in the draft order. We'll see um, by the end of this year. But that's the Colts. What about the Commanders? Josh. Yeah, so we played the lowly Patriots. The played the team, same team that the rumors are swirling around that either uh, Josh Harris is going to try to trade for Bill Belichick, or Bill Belichick, if they don't win against the Colts this week, Bill Belichick is going to be on his way out, whether it's forced retirement or forced resignation or firing. There has been rumors just, about that. Just to stop you right there, you start off saying we played the lowly mm-hmm. Patriots, who have Bill Belichick. And then in the same sentence, you said, Josh Harris, our owner, is trying to trade for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Would you want to see that happen? No, the all. lowly head coach of the I Patriots who can't win anymore? I think he's run its course. I think he's like at that age where he has a great mind. He, he's one of the best coaches of all time. But at some point, you got to stop. And I feel like I don't know if it's a team around him or what's going on, but it might just be that doesn't have Tom Brady. But I don't want to see him like on our because he's more of a defensive guy and Ron Rivera is too, of course, but Sam Howell's been doing great with Eric Bieniemy. But I want a more offensive-oriented guy that can make Sam Howell better. And Bill Belichick, I don't think he has. He's more of a defensive guy overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Bill needs to take the John Madden route, you know, one of his idols, and go and do booth commentary. Because yeah. this goes to my whole thing. This goes to my whole thing. I'm tired of offensive people being the analyst and never giving credit to the defense. I think Bill's going to give it to you straight. <laughs> but can you imagine, can you imagine that commentary you got? Uh, so uh, I imagine he would be color commentary, right? So the mm-hmm. other guy's like, so-and-so on a first and 10, he just throws it and picks up six yards. And, and on what a, do you think about that? And then the, you hear on a second down. That's, that's pretty good. He, he did a good job there. On the second down. On the second down. <laughs> We're on the second down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine it being pretty flat. I don't know. Maybe Bill Belichick could talk more. I have seen him in some of those like uh, HBO things where he's talking and he has some good insights. Uh, yeah. So it could, I, I it could be. My, my favorite Bill moment is uh, when he's talking about NFL greats and they're constructing the top 100 players to ever play in the NFL. The problem. And he's... And he's one of those guys, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But he, he's energized about legends. That's I don't know the if thing you I can, was going to ask. Would I don't know if be, you can. <laughs> would he be energized enough? Would he have the energy it takes to care? Because like Madden, oh, they used to put stick him on there when I was back in football. Oh, that's going to be a blow. And he was like, oh, he's so big and up and energy. And uh, Bill Belichick just has a different energy unless he gets as energized about a game as he does about the football greats. So before and, we get back, and to he it. might if he's not having to coach. 
I, I don't know what he's like in those in those meeting rooms. If he's like, guys, we got to watch out for Sam Howell. This guy's a dog. You know, I, I doubt he would ever say dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so before we get back to the, the commander side of things, I want to share my because Brandon did. I want to share my favorite Bill Belichick moment, and, and it is my Twitter bio on my personal Twitter, which. If you're watching, you probably should not keep this as a Twitter bio. I just think it's kind of funny. But during the whole 07, uh, 04 to 07 Spygate stuff and, the, and all that thing where, you know, they were spying on other teams, play callings and whatnot. Um, I don't know if when he said when he directly said it, but I remember in a, a press conference, probably after a Chargers Patriots game, like Ladanian Thompson came out and they, he, somebody asked him a question. And he's, he answered with, um, Ladanian Thompson answered with, I think they actually uh, started. I think Bill actually started saying, "By if you're not cheating, you're not trying," and that's that's my Twitter bio. But that's one of my favorite <laughs> Bill moments. Just if you're not cheating, you're not trying, and that's kind of what I remember him for. So besides his coaching as, as a person, is if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Now, was that him saying that, or was that Ladanian? Ladanian Tomlinson was saying that that he yeah. said that. So I have to. I'd have to find the clip somewhere, but. I'm going to take Ladanian Thomas's word for it. Yeah, Bill, Bill, when you watch this recording of us talk to you, since we're of 180 of the greatest platforms for football insights, just know if you're commentating, you get all of the insider access. You don't need to cheat for it. It's just given to you. So if that's an incentive, I would love to see you up there doing something, just projecting your love of the game. But and be energized about it. If you need to come on here and clear up any of this record and set things straight, yeah, you're welcome. We'll take yeah, you. You can, you can come on. So, uh, what about the rest of the commanders, Josh? Um, yeah. Uh, so we played well, actually. I mean, not again, not well enough to put like for in a perspective of playing the Patriots, who are very bad. But overall, our team played in a, in a team effort. We played pretty well. Sam Howell continues to prove everybody wrong. Wait, did I just hear Sam Howell is a dog? He's a dog. Sam Howell is a dog. Um, there we go. But um, the defense didn't look any worse without Younger Sweat on the on the side rushing the pass or oh, that's running. Right, they got traded. So this they didn't was look any worse after. And even then, there I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a play where it was a completely legal hit. Um, KJ Henry, our sixth round pick this year, was coming off the edge off of the left side. He he's on that like he jumps on the not really jumps on the back but best way to describe it he, he's on the back and sacking mac jones and they call it rough in the passer because he put his quote-unquote full weight on him which completely didn't do it's just a, a fair sack all around and they took his first career sack away from him but um uh jortavius martin and emmanuel forbes our rookies first and second round pick emmanuel forbes has been criticized for the past couple weeks for his how he played his game come came out outperformed every single player in our secondary i think he had like seven targets allowed two catches for like 13 yards or something like that. And then Jartavius Martin had a pick. So these rookies in the secondary completely balled out. And Jartavius Martin, like I said, had a pick, but it was the game with the game ceiling interception on the, the on the Patriots last drive. So these guys balled out. And these, those two were my MVP. Although I put Emmanuel Forbes in my MVP, in my MVP graphic, because of, of all the criticism, he criticism he's been getting, how he's, you know, wasn't worth a first round pick. And he just completely shut everybody up after this. So you won. I won. Mm -hmm. Brandon? Scary. <laughs> Scary. I've been telling you. I've been telling you for like three seasons now. Three seasons. Granted, it was it was the Rams offense without <laughs> Matthew Stafford and some guy that, you know, no one knows his name, but I guess he, you know, played against Jordan Love twice in college. Whatever. Packers defense. 
phenomenal. Oh my gosh. All around gold stars, gold stars, gold stars. I saw an infographic um, on Rashawn Gary, you know, the guy that just got a massive contract last week, two weeks ago, and in, in the past few weeks. Uh, in terms of pressure success rate, I think he's number one in the NFL. Is that right, Josh? Is it pressure success rate? What's the statistic? I think so. Or yeah. pressure, maybe? Pressures? Or yeah, he's. Like uh, just just go watch any game film. Just watch Packers defense. You're going to see Rashawn within inches of the quarterback on every play. Uh, and on his on the first drive, he almost ripped the quarterback's head off with a with a face mask. And he went back and he made sure the quarterback is okay. He understood what happened. The quarterback kind of ducked. He brought his arm around. His arm came right in contact with the face mask very worthy penalty to be called it's textbook face mask it just happens you know mm -hmm. not not out of malice but it was good uh but the the secondary stood up this is our first game without rasul douglas everyone knows i'm a big rasul fan you know one day when i have children i will be reading them the story of 2021 rasul douglas coming to the packers <laughs> once <laughs> our, upon a time there was our a man corner and shining us. armor Yes, our corner in shining armor brought him in from Arizona, started him that week. At the time, Arizona was undefeated, the last undefeated team in the NFL. Comes in and finishes the game with an interception to close it out for the Packers win. What a way to start your NFL career. I still miss Rasul. He did nothing for Buffalo this past week. I think I texted you guys, you know, so, something about those lines uh, during the Buffalo game. He didn't do anything. I, I just miss him. But – Carrington Valentine came in, who's our rookie from Kentucky, University of Kentucky, uh, who did actually quite well. He was very sticky in man coverage, blocking balls left and right. Granted, the quarterback play was not good. So the balls were not placed well, but he took advantage of what was given to him. So it's very helpful for me uh, to see that. Uh, along with uh, in, in, an interception, a fumble, uh, the forced fumble and the recovery of that fumble, uh, all things very good for uh, Packers mentality moving forward. We did not play as much zone coverage, which excited me because it's been shooting us in the foot all season. And we've seen it across the entire NFL. Everyone's starting to attack zone more and more and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to switch over to this more hybrid zone man coverage uh, to be fully effective. And we did that with great success. So please, Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry, do this again this week, and let's stop Pittsburgh. Uh, overall, the offense was good. I'm sure both of you were very happy with Aaron Jones uh, mm -hmm. actually producing something <laughs> this week. A.J. Dillon looked good as well. And there was a, uh, a little thing about Luke – Musgrave. Let's see if I can find uh, find the analytic report. Um, here it is. So Luke Musgrave is on track, and this is scary under the radar stuff. On track to be uh, the best rookie receiver we have had, and actually, yeah, we have had total beating out Sterling Sharp. So I, I find that scarily under the radar impressive. Uh, he had his first touchdown this past week. 
uh, which was great. But under the radar stuff, he's been consistent, catching the ball, getting yards, uh, and hasn't been too flashy about it. So I'm I'm very proud of of Luke Musgrave and what he was able to accomplish. And his touchdown play was beautifully designed as well. It was a double fake to both running backs that made both of them look like a screen. Uh, in, impressive play design and a uh, complete sell from Jordan Love to make the defenders think he was throwing to the outside both times. First time to Aaron Jones, which is standard. You want to get the ball in Aaron Jones' hand. And Aaron Jones, perfectly covered by the defense. <clears throat> he pivots around. A.J. Dillon's right there also perfectly covered by the defense. But guess what that left open? The middle of the field. Where who was there after shedding a block? Luke Musgrave for the touchdown. So very, 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 very satisfied uh, with this. And I'll talk more about Packers Steelers here in a, here in a little bit. Okay, so I, 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 found, I, found the, I found the quote. I found it. Um, the, the Bill Belichick quote. And so Bill Belichick actually never said this, but um, I guess it. Is, I guess it is. But it is still. My I, I was going to say I didn't think he did. So, um, yeah, he'd probably. That's not Bill Belichick. But um, so I guess it is a known quote in a sports world. Sports world in general, and it was Ladainian Thomason who did say it. But he said to the. Um, this is on New York Times in 07, But he said it to the San Diego reporters, um, with la- while laughing. He said, "I think the Patriots actually live by the saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying.' So Ladainian Thomason said it about the Patriots." about Bill Belichick to the new to San Diego reporters after a game or pre whatever. And that's yeah. where I got it from. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's jump to the Blake, Blake Harris corner. Our, our two fair weather friends who love every team. Let's talk about some of the stuff that has happened this week. Brandon, take us. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to come in. Daniel Jones joins the myriad of quarterbacks that have torn their ACL this season. Just Man. an awful injury that we don't like to see because we want the best people on the field at all times because it's more fun to watch the best people against the best people. Uh, so we saw of, it happen. Speaking oh, of, that, that happened to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, usually when it's ACL, you're out for the year. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Did I hear yeah. he's coming back? Yeah, I, I think in a few weeks, this is his targeted timeline. He's looking good throwing the ball on the sidelines and warmups uh, during the games. And so... Uh, what was it? The The last game they played, was it Monday night? Last Monday night? Something yeah. like that. They played a primetime game. Uh, an opposing defender came up and said, hey, you know, we'd love playing Zach Wilson, but I really want to play you. He said, give it a few weeks. I'll be back. <laughs> Can what? <laughs> Brandon asked this question before. If he indeed comes back like week 14 and like plays well, what's the likelihood that the comeback player of the year will be a guy that we all thought was healthy when the year started. Yeah, Aaron I Rogers. I I think I I don't know if there's ever been a player that's been named comeback player of the year starting the season healthy In and the then finishing now, the season healthy he and having a massive snaps. injury. Four right. snaps. Yeah, four snaps. <laughs> uh Packers fans know that. N- number 4 is a number that sticks with us for different reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but um yeah aaron if he comes back he's my vote for comeback player of the year he actually came back in the year in the year <laughs> in an impressive style to my knowledge has never been done before and they're still in the playoff picture possibility and if he mm-hmm. came back and they got in the playoffs and they went somewhere in the playoffs can you imagine my goodness 
My goodness. Yeah, I, I think right now we have, uh, you know, <laughs> probably some some bad picks. Matthew and I both kind of went the Jimmy Garoppolo route. I doubt that's going to happen at this point. He's been benched for the season. We went uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo route with what? With comeback player of the year yeah. in oh, our preseason yeah, yeah, predictions. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did not. Josh came out and said, DeMar Hamlin, maybe Russell Wilson. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, I think, is still a legitimate candidate. candidate. Is, yeah. I think he's the only candidate, kind of like the Alex Smith thing. But Russell Wilson is definitely looking like a better candidate than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo but he right wasn't now. injured. He was just bad. That's Yeah. Still, that's but, what what that's what happened last year with Geno Smith. Never injured, but overcome yeah. adverse, came adversity, was bad the previous year. It might have been a, a backup last year, and he you know showed out this year. If Aaron Rodgers plays I well, think, he wins it for me. I think mm-hmm. the sneaky pick in there that we didn't discuss is Tua being with all of his concussion mm-hmm. injuries mm-hmm. last season uh, and how well he's done this season. Uh, I, I think he's our, our scary pick. We do have a, a comment from uh, not Blake Harris, uh, but his brother, Brandon Harris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers comes back, the Jets still have a lot of problems on offense. That is a fact. The O-line is bad. That's how Aaron tore his ACL, is bad O-line play. Uh, and, and the and the Jets did try to get David Bakhtiari. They did try to get Devontae Adams at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. And, and um, um, uh, Mike Evans. And Mike Evans. And I think they were also in the talks for trying to obtain Tyreek Hill. My goodness. That was, Those off. are some big names. Devontae yeah. Adams, Tyreek Hill, and, and David Bakhtiari for, for fans yeah. who know the Packers, you know, but uh, man, those, those yeah, and, receivers. And, and right now the Jets fans are upset. They're like, what the heck, Randall Cobb? Welcome to the club. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I've known this. There's a reason the Packers got rid of him a long time ago. And he and came back, back because he's best friends with someone. Now, I still like Alan Lazard. I get he has injury-prone things. He's still a very good, oh, uh, very reliable receiver. I also guarantee uh, that Randall Cobb would do better if Aaron Jones was, I mean, <laughs> if, uh, Aaron Rodgers was the one throwing to him because they have a chemistry. Yeah. What's this? Brandon Harris uh, says, keep me and Blake separate. Insert Will Smith. <laughs> keep my name out of your mouth. Uh, we can't do that because you guys both just seem to flop around to whatever team you happen to like for the day. And so anybody who's that wishy-washy and won't take a stance oh, gotta, on this is gotta, my football team. I got a story to tell to. you about, um, about Blake. So I was, as you, um, as you, Matthew, know, and I don't know about you, Brandon, but I was in a car ride with Seth on the way to Indianapolis and on the way back for a Pacer game on mon- last Monday or Monday before or whatever. And we were talking about Blake, Blake and, and stuff. And he was like, yeah, he was, I, I was with him whenever he, and him and Lucas Roth, um, they were to, all three of them were together. And he was like, yeah, I was with him whenever he was, they were picking, when Blake was picking his uh, college football team because they didn't have one. And Lucas Roth, I guess, is a, I believe he said it was, a, if I remember Ohio right, State. was a fan yeah. of Ohio State. And, and, Seth, and Blake was like, dude, you'll never guess my team, man, to, to Seth. You'll never guess my team. You'll never guess it. And Seth was like, is it Ohio State? And he's like, yeah, you just don't tell anyone though. It's not even a secret. And then he does this whole announcement thing on on Facebook with him picking the hat, and he's like, "Just don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone." And so, yeah, he'll pick he'll pick any team that's winning. So, although we we all love Blake, we all love Blake, we all love Blake Faith. He's uh, he's a character. It's like we, we also all love, love Brandon, Brandon Harris, but truth is, what truth is, Brandon Harris, you need to find a team and stick with them and not be this like, well, I, I just love every football <laughs> team. I only really care about soccer. That's that's not going to fly. All right. Well, let, let me let me comment on on Brandon's comment here. He's almost 30. That's a fact. Never fact. had a favorite team across any sport. Sue me. Maybe I think we fact. will. Because I think we will. Brandon, because you, you're you very much said fame, you were yeah. a patriot before Tom Brady. He, he said your, this. 
yes. That's your claim to fame for your, your Patriot success. Uh, so are, are you coming out now and telling us that it was Tom Brady? Mm, I guess right. we'll have to see. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's go on forward here. Uh, so Daniel Jones is the latest uh, to tear an ACL, and now yeah, the Giants already looking bad you know, in wins and also the fact that they gave Daniel Jones this great <laughs> big uh, contract. Uh, I think Josh is still reading comments. Yeah, he can't make up his mind. <laughs> I still, I still like, like the, Pats. the Pats, but here, n- never had a favorite team right there. <laughs> I still like the Pats. <laughs> uh, we're going to go on. Ravens dominate Seahawks. Ra- Ravens went in there. We, we said, hey, this could be a, a close game because both these teams are doing well. Ravens said, nah, and they, they dominated. Vikings, here's a good one. New quarterback, uh, Josh Dobbs, they just got from Arizona when Kirk Cousins uh, injured himself. Leads the team to victory over the Falcons. Um, will this continue? Don't know, but they're on a four-game win streak. Is that mm-hmm. right, Vikings? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, what's even crazier about this game overall is that they acquired him what Tuesday, Wednesday from the trade deadline. He yeah, they got the him play- on Wednesday. Yeah, he didn't know the play calls. Or let's say they got him on Tuesday because of the trade deadline. They probably came into the building Thursday. He didn't know play calls or barely knew play calls. He didn't. The, the offensive line did not know his cadences. They were practicing that on the sideline whenever he was getting ready or when when, when Jaron Hall got injured. And he still showed out and won the game over the Falcons. Yeah. So, Blake, your team's still in the running, although I will say the Lions are second in the NFC right now behind the Philadelphia Eagles. So they've got some ground to make up if they want to overtake the Vikings and make this their division like you were hoping. But there's a shot. There's a shot. I don't see the Lions falling off, but we'll see what happens with the remainder of the season. What we can say is that the Raiders, who fired their head coach, fired their GM, benched Jimmy Garoppolo, they just just went wholesale into, we hate the the rest of the season, we don't care. (laughs) Their team all rallied around this new uh, interim head coach, and they won. I'm not going to say that's a flip of the script for the rest of the season because that's what the Colts did with Jeff Saturday. They won the first game. They went out with him, and that often happens. You know, People feel disrespected. They feel like, hey, nobody knows us. They play really hard, whatever. It's not necessarily going to sustain, but hey, good for the Raiders. I think Brandon was saying with this win, they, they topped our win prediction for them for the whole year. We thought they would win three. They've now won four, so they've proved us wrong. And, but we'll see how it goes from here on out. Who is their quarterback? Aiden O'Connell. Say that again? Aiden O'Connell. Exactly. Who? Aiden yep. O'Connell. Guy that I never really said his name in my brain until Jimmy Garoppolo was benched. Um, and he's, you know, he's there. We'll see what happens with them. And I'm sure Devontae Adams will have stuff to say at the end of the year, just like he had to say before this game. So we'll, we'll keep a, tabs on that. Browns. Uh, did a blowout of the Cardinals? I don't really think that's that big of news because no, the Cardinals okay. have one win. Even though they've played tough with some teams, it's almost like they're playing tough, but I'm not saying purposefully. But if there was a team at the beginning of the year I thought was tanking, I thought it was the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Just what they got rid of, what they let go, who they benched, everything everything looked like a tank job. And then they, they get close to winning, but then they don't quite do it. Still could be a tank job. Um, I think it's going to be a big a big run between them and the Panthers, who gets that first overall pick. So we're going to keep an eye on that moving forward, too. Let's revisit really quickly. This is not going to take forever, but let's kind of revisit what we thought those yearly award predictions would be. We said for MVP, Brandon said Justin Jefferson or Jalen Hurts, and uh, Josh said Joe Burrow, and I said maybe Justin Jefferson 
because I, I wasn't really sure. None of those yeah. are likely. And, and that, I mean, maybe, and that was... maybe, maybe Jalen Hurts. Um, Justin Jefferson has been injured for four weeks, so he's probably out of it unless he has like five 300-yard receiving games in a week. Joe Burrow has started off too slow to do it, and Jalen Hurts is still up there, but I think there's other candidates that are better than him right now. Yeah, Justin Jefferson was with the caveat that he passes 2,000 yards in the season, which I think mm -hmm. is still obtainable for Tyreek Hill. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, he, uh, and he didn't have a, a huge game all of those last benefits. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on my fantasy league, and, and this last week he didn't score. He only scored like 21 mm -hmm. or some some, yeah. some low 20s, which is like completely unlike Tyreek, who usually scores like 37 points himself, mm -hmm. and I love yeah. that. Uh, but uh, I think he'll bounce back and have some big. Now that's all with the caveat of every year it seems like the Dolphins up through eight weeks look yep. amazing, oh, yeah. and then wait till December hits. Wait till December not. hits. So yeah. I really want to yeah. see them continue on. I want to see Tua do well <laughs> past eight weeks. I want to see Tyreek Hill do well past eight weeks. They can't beat good teams, and I don't think they honestly they don't last in the playoffs because of that. So they've lost to the the uh, the Bills. They lost to the um, Eagles and they lost to the Chiefs. All three of those teams, oh, two of those teams are winning their division and number one seed. The other team, the Bills, are having a rough, a rough, you know, go at things. The other team, the top team. Here, here's the triangle. Here's the triangle that happens. They beat the Broncos. The Broncos beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Who's better than who? Transitive property does not work in not football. Here. But <laughs> their next, their next seven, their last seven games, the Dolphins are at the or versus the Raiders, at the Jets, at Commanders, versus Titans, versus Jets, um, versus Cowboys, versus Ravens, and Bills, or in versus Bills. So they have a th tough, an easy five-game stretch from the Raiders to the Jets, and then they have a very tough three-game stretch from the Cowboys to the Ra Dolphins or the Cowboys to the Bills in the last three games. So. I think these games are going to be very telling of who the Dolphins are and how, as they go into the playoffs and how far they can make it. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Offensive player of the year. Exactly. I said Travis Kelsey and the two of you said Justin Jefferson. I, I think realistically, I, I don't think Justin Jefferson gets offensive player yeah. of the year. No, I can see Travis well. being in the conversation. I think Tyreek, though. Again, I think Tyreek is also very, 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 very high in that conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at our, our defensive player of the year. I said, I went complete Homer. I said, Jair Alexander. I don't think that happens at this point. Just says Micah Parsons. I still like Micah Parsons as an option. And Matthew said sauce Gardner. I don't think that's an option at this point, but I do like sauce Gardner. I feel like uh, there's somebody else who would be much stronger. So I can't think of yes. Miles Garrett. Man. I love you. Yeah. So Brandon Harris, I'm not going to pull these comments on because either do two different comments. My Brandon Harris says MVP would his MVP would be Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Both are very plausible answers. I'd give the the edge to Lamar just because of how good he's doing this past couple weeks. And then mm -hmm. offensive player of the year is Christian McCaffrey, who is once again a very plausible answer. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is always a producer. Lamar, he's streaky. He always looks yeah, yeah. really good for part of the year, but never enough to really be the MVP in my opinion. So we'll see if this year is different. How about uh, offensive rookie of the year? Uh, Brandon said Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Uh, Josh said Bryce Young. And Matthew said Anthony Richardson. Well, we know Anthony Richardson is not happening now. I think it's a clear cut answer. Not we don't. They didn't. We don't have to finish the season, and it's an answer. It's right. It's uh, CJ Stroud. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. say Bryce Young. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what? I'm looking, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's and then I stopped because my answer was originally Bryce Young, but I think CJ Stroud. Stroud. 
CJ Stroud is like, the answer. And honestly, he's in the top 10 for MVP voting, in my opinion, just because of how bad that team is and how good he's doing on that team. Damn. Yeah. I mean, D'Amico Ryans has made a huge difference, I think. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, CJ Stroud has proved right now to look like the best rookie quarterback this year. What's funny I'm is, I'm going to add the caveat that Anthony Richardson got hurt. It might have been, might have been a race, but what's funny is, though, is that everybody, including us, was like, but John Robinson is a clearly a good answer, but, and a lot of people picked him. We didn't, he was probably all of our second options, but he's not, I mean, he's good, but he's not been utilized at all for the right. Falcons. Yeah. How about defensive uh, rookie of the year? I, I went home around this one. I said, Lucas Van Ness after week one, I would have said that's correct. After week 10, I'm going to say that's not correct. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Josh went Christian Gonzalez and yeah. Matthew's like, I don't know any of these defensive rookies. Do not ask me. <laughs> ask I went me. Christian Gonzalez and I was very confident in this one too, but he was ever up until he, until he got injured in like week five or six or something like that. He was playing as the best corner in the league. And now beside Evan, Evan has been telling me this cause he's said it on our podcast too. Evan has been telling me every week. He's like, or every, every week I see him or whatever. He's like, um, uh, what's his name? The Seahawks guy. Um, Chris, not Witherspoon, um, whatever, the guy from Illinois, because he's an Illini fan, um, so that's probably yeah. why I picked up. But he's looking like the, he's the looking defensive great. rookie. He's looking like a defensive rookie of the year, honestly. And if it wasn't for Christian Gonzalez being injured, I, I can see there being a very a tight-knit race between those two. But now that he's injured, I can see it being um, Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. And then comeback player of the year, we kind of touched on this earlier. Matthew and I both thought Jimmy Garoppolo. At the time, it was plausible. Josh said DeMar Hamlin, maybe Russell Wilson. Uh, we're all kind of a, a, a group mindset. If Aaron Rodgers does return and plays well, he gets it. Uh, I think behind that, DeMar Hamlin yeah. has a strong chance yet. Mm -hmm. I think DeMar Hamlin is the best. Yeah, but I think DeMar Hamlin, like we said earlier, it's, just, it's like that Alex Smith thing over again, which is nothing wrong with that because Alex Smith almost died had, with that leg injury and the infection and stuff. DeMar Hamlin almost died, actually did die for a couple of seconds on the field and he came back although he's not playing you know it's just like the hell uh, Smith thing if he plays for a couple snacks snaps or a couple of games he's easily getting it because of what he came back from so mm -hmm. i think our answers were all in agreement in the offseason of demar hamlin but we offered a second player if demar hamlin didn't i guess get injured yeah let's go on to coach of the year coach of the year we picked brandon picked dan campbell i love that pick i uh, i still think it's a viable option too josh picked robert sala I liked that I pick. And so at that time I said, oh, I could pick Dan or Robert. <laughs> uh, I do think Dan is probably, I mean, I, I just love what he's doing with the Lions. Yeah. I love his attitude. I think he definitely is in the running. I, I can see, solid. I've seen a few options for this one. I've seen Dan Campbell thrown around there, and I think very deservingly so. Yeah. I've seen Nick Sirianni thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also seen Mike. Mm-hmm. Josh Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel Mike McDaniels the Dolphins guy. with Dolphins oh yes 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 who's Josh McDaniel that's Raiders. the one who just got fired Is that, oh that's right that's, I, he used to yeah. be a Patriot he left the Colts at the altar and went to the Raiders and was fired just like he was from the Denver Broncos ha ha yeah. take that everybody <laughs> yeah I'm getting the, the Matthew Drew Locke syndrome oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. Drew Locke and Daniel of, Jones just merged in my mind into one person. Yeah, I'd be able to bring this up, but you kind of segued right into it, Matthew. But ever I've speaking of there's been rumors by a couple former players like like Jay Cutler, like Kyle Orton, and a couple other players on the Broncos back in his late two thousands days when he was coaching there that 
he was not a good coach back then either. Either he um, I know he traded Jay Cutler because he just simply did not like him. That that is a true true rumor that I've looked into. And there's a rumor that I have not looked yet looked into. But do you guys remember Peyton Hillis, that one year wonder yeah. Madden Madden Cup? Yep. He traded him from the Broncos to the Browns because there was allegations, not allegations, I guess, because it wasn't really taken to court. But there was rumors that he slept with his wife or he was doing something with his wife, Josh McDaniel's wife, and he let him go. And there was just no chemistry. There was no nothing between him and the, and the Broncos at the time. I don't know how it was on the Patriots, but it's clearly not the answer for the Raiders either. There was, same, there was the same stuff going on where they were in a meeting and Antonio Pierce, who there's now their interim head coach, was saying stuff like, as a, as a player on the Giants in the 07 run where they beat the defeated Patriots, you know, we 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 had heart, we had passion, we had, you know, all these things. And Josh McDaniels just stepped up and said, please do not talk about the Patriots ever again. And Mark Davis saw that and he's like, that's my guy. And he fired Josh McDaniels and put Antonio Pearson in there. And even Devontae Adams has come out and said, there's fire, there's passion. I love this guy and I'm willing to run through a brick wall for this guy and Antonio Pierce. So Josh McDaniels problems, basically what I'm saying has been going on for the past decade and a half. There's a yeah. very specific culture with New England, and he yeah, I'm going to let Brandon Harris, yep. Brandon Harris, put in the chat. What is the Patriot way? Because it doesn't work anywhere else. We've seen it, it. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. And you know, when Bill Belichick has Josh McDaniels, they do pretty well together mm-hmm. uh, because Bill Belichick is not an offensive mind, and you can see that 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 has not been a part of this this team. So he may end up back there again. Who knows? We'll see, I guess. He's yeah. being paid by uh, Mark Davis, whatever he does. 60 years or something. Yep. No, yeah, he can retire in three, four years and come back and still. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's look into week 10. I'm going to start this one. I will go in reverse order. Uh, we got a classic NFL matchup, Packers at mm-hmm. Steelers. And why do I say this is a classic matchup? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah thank you matthew uh th- this is the the last time both of these teams appeared in the super bowl i think right the last time they met you mean no no we've met between uh but i think i know for sure the last time packers in the super bowl was steelers pittsburgh yeah Steel- and pittsburgh that, yeah, last steelers time was yeah was also game. packers because uh, before then the steelers had had gone with uh arizona or Seattle, one Arizona. of way Seattle. back when. Yeah, 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 way back when. Uh, anyway, so you know, Packers fans, Steelers fans, shake hands, acknowledge that two all-time great teams. Uh, I'm looking forward to this matchup. The Packers are looking, again, it was against the Rams, but looking reinvigorated from what we had previously had, which is hopeful. I know they've done a lot of behind-the-scenes work to change some things around and how they operate week to week. And I hope that momentum carries into this game. I do think it's going to be a closer game overall. I know the Steelers are putting up really, really good stuff right now defensively. Uh, George Pickens is when he's playing (laughs) or when he's being targeted is looking phenomenal. Uh, And when he's not, he's turning into off field Antonio Brown, uh, which for them, I hope he fixes. Yeah, but I, I do think the Packers being reinvigorated, having Rashawn Gary be a top edge rushers in the NFL right now is going to bode extremely well for us, putting a lot of pressure on Kenny Pickett. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy 
game whatsoever. Like I mentioned, this Packers season is a roller coaster. Right now we are riding the high. It's going to be really easy for every Packers fan to say, all right, we're going to win out the season. I do think there is opportunity to win this game. I'm not you know, super optimistic about it. I do think the final score is going to be 31-25. I'm putting the Packers as winning it, but I could see Pittsburgh coming out and winning it too. A one-score game, uh, but some some good things happening during the game. See what you did there. You picked the same score as the Super Bowl. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How about the Washington Commanders? Um, yeah, we play the Seahawks this week. Um, the Seahawks have been really looking really good, aside from last last week against the Ravens, but the Ravens are, are a very, very good team. And part of me feels like this is going to be a close game where the Commanders lose, but another part of me feels like this is that what I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks, whether it's against the Eagles both times where we lost very closely. But I feel like to see how the Seahawks got blown out and their, you know, their confidence is low again last week against the Ravens going into this week. And we we are on a we are on a win streak. You know, we have a one game win streak. It's not really a streak, but we one won game last, win streak. Like we that. won last week against the Patriots, and everything started looking right somewhat. I feel like this is a chance that Ron Rivera pulls out his yearly, uh, yearly, you know, upset card where he upsets a team that should easily be winning based off record and based off performance. And it's a close one in the third commanders win 31 28. But the keys to winning this game is Sam Howell needs to perform like he did the past couple weeks against the Eagles and then the um and then the Patriots. Maybe one costly turnover, or maybe one turnover that might be costly, might not be, but you need to keep the turnovers low. The rookies need to like Forbes. This is a re- like a real test for Forbes because he was playing against guys like Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker, guys that aren't at the top of their game anymore. And you're going against DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith, whatever his name is. But um, <laughs> you're going against guys that are top 10 receivers in the league or top 20 receivers in the league and, and DK and, Ty- and Tyler Lockett. And so this is a real test for um, Ty- Emmanuel Forbes to see, to prove that he has is not just a flute game and he actually can perform against these guys. But I'm still hoping and I'm still predicting a 31-28 commanders win, either a game-winning field goal or an error. It's a field goal in the OT that wins them good game. Okay. Um, I feel like there's a problem here because we're all predicting wins for our team. A little spoiler <laughs> here. Uh, I that, don't. That think means that's we happen. also all lose in fantasy. If all of our teams win, we also uh, yeah. lose. I can. I'll yeah, take I lost that, in fantasy anyway. Uh, Colts, uh, Patriots. I would say uh, the Colts beat Carolina Panthers last week. That is no reason for celebration, and we're probably going to lose, except mm-hmm. for the fact that we're facing the pitiful-looking Patriots, who have not looked good. They've only won two games all year, and um, there's a lot of rumors starting to swirl about Bill Belichick. That at the beginning of the year, I was saying, there's no way, uh, but the rumor, big rumor is if they lose to the Colts, it could happen at that point. I would love to, uh, you know, finish up at uh, church on Sunday, go to watch my recorded game that happened earlier in in uh, Germany uh, earlier in the the day, and find out at the same time that Bill Belichick has been fired. This would all be good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Colts have a chance to win this. I don't think it's a slam dunk because I don't think the Colts are a powerhouse team right now. I think they've got pieces, they've got flashes, uh, and I think they're heading in the right direction. Uh, but I do think the Colts could beat the Patriots, and uh, I think it could be like a 27 to 14 sort of win. Um, what I what I see here is the Patriots are just not that good, 
Colts. Uh, again, two weeks ago, uh, the last, you know, three weeks, Gardner Minshew had, or like last week, when you looked back at the three previous games, Gardner Minshew had turned the ball over like four times each game. Can't have that. This last week, I think he did not turn it over. Uh, this last week, the defense played really well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is increasing in snaps and output um, and looking looking good when he plays. So I think the Colts can win this one. But again, don't get too excited. This is a two-win team we're talking about that has not looked good. Um, so we'll see what happens over there in Germany. I know our uh, offensive lineman, who is from Austria, I think, um, Bernard, Bernard Ryman, uh, he's excited. A lot of a lot of talk going on there. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think Colts 27-14, but don't get too excited about that, Colts Nation. Now, the problem, I see all three of us predicted our teams to win. The other problem, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know which one of us is wrong, but I think one of us loses. How about me? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, every week you've been pulling out, if you play a better team, you're like, hey, this is the week when Ron Rivera does it. <laughs> you know, but uh, so far yeah. we haven't Wishful seen thinking, that. I guess, yeah. <laughs> you are ahead of us, though, I think, in wins. Actually, you know, you're tied We're with tied, Colts. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the, the marquee manure and my oh my games where we pick out what game you just should not miss, what game is uh, just you don't even need to tune into, and what, what game could be a head scratcher. Oh, my oh my, look at that. So let's start. Uh, Brandon, your marquee for the week. I'm going to go with two teams that are on the up and up right now. Two teams I legitimately think are going to be in the AFC playoffs as wild cards, not necessarily division winners. I'm going Texans go to Cincinnati, Houston, and Bengals. Uh, and, and for those exact reasons I mentioned, I, both of these teams, I feel, have very strong playoff projections. I don't think either one is going to win their division. I think they both come in second. Uh, and mm -hmm. they probably, high likelihood, meet again come playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's jump to me. Marquee. Um, I've really had a tough time um, because San Francisco has been losing so much of late that although they used to look like a powerhouse and I'd be interested to see them versus Jacksonville, I switched over to uh, Lions Chargers. Chargers, is they're kind of making a comeback. I think they, I don't know what kind of streak they're on, but I feel like they've, they've been better the last few weeks. Lions are our team that I think are good. And so I'm going to say, if you're going to watch a game, watch Lions Chargers um, this week. Two win, two win streak for Chargers. Two win. It's just barely better than the Washington Commanders' one win streak. That's right, right. So, and the Lions' <laughs> one win streak as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. What about you, Josh? What's your marquee? I think my Homer game is my marquee game. Ah, oh, yeah, worse. <laughs> marquee can't miss this one. Yeah, yeah. For me, but I think other people in general are going to have a fun time watching this game. I mean, if the Commanders' offense plays like they have the past couple weeks, it's going to be a very offensive oriented game with touchdowns all like passing touchdowns, deep plays, all deep passes all over the field, you know, deep bombs for touchdowns with Geno Smith and Sam Howell going head to head. And the receivers are all there. DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jahan Dotson. And I just think this is going to be a very offensive, offensive shootout. And I think it comes down to what defense plays better against that, that, that powerful offense. And this is something I really, as a commander fan, I'm not. I'm hoping not to miss. Depends on if it's on TV, but as a, a general fan, I think this is one that you shouldn't miss. All right, let's snake back. Starting Josh, what's your manure game? I think we can all disagree on this one. We don't even have to talk about it. Ban no, no. Panther, 
Panthers I think at we ba- do have a disagreement. We do? Let's, yeah, let's talk. All right. Panthers at Bears is my, my newer game. I mean, top two, dra- top two, top three draft picks in the, le- in the league right now. Top three worst teams by record. I don't know even know what to expect from this game. I don't know. Maybe maybe Frank Wright gets his best his second win. Maybe he does. But honestly, I I could care less because these teams don't have a any um any uh, I guess any chance at a playoff implement implementation. So it doesn't mean so that means they're not hurting the commanders' playoff chances. It's just uh, they're I could care less. Okay, that's exactly why this is not my manure game of the week. Um, uh, because I started, I looked at this one. I looked at, uh, I looked at Atlanta, Arizona as a possibility. I'm like, because Arizona only has one win. And then I looked at Chicago, Carolina. They're both doing really bad. But then I remembered that Chicago owns Carolina's first overall pick, and of course their own pick. And so I think as exciting as. It may be to see if this new quarterback can beat Carolina, which is that really saying much? Or if Bryce Young can get it together and beat Chicago, is that saying much? Not really, but I think there are people excited to see what happens here as far as draft pick order and uh, and and that going on. Uh, so I actually picked one that is manure for, this is a very Brandon Colmark sort of manure game, and that is Dallas versus Giants. Dallas is good. Giants are bad. Giants just lost their quarterback. They already only had two wins. Dallas has dominated. <laughs> I think that's just going to be like a <laughs> game. And there's no implications for, I mean, I guess New York is in that, you know, going to have a top 10 pick somewhere probably. But uh, the, the whole uh, Chicago-Carolina kind of pairing through their trades and, and drafting stuff made that more interesting to me than watching Darryl, uh, Dallas beat New York. So I did not pick giants um i mean uh, bears panthers so. yeah well thank you for the the highlight there matthew i appreciate the the usual brandy colmark fix which i did not do this week so i decided to go panthers chicago uh <laughs> because it, really what this is this is the jv of the nfl no one goes to watch the jv games they go to watch the varsity games uh and it's, it's not fun watching JV versus varsity games either. Uh, but to me, watching the Bears struggle and labeling them as a manure team brings me way too much joy to pass this opportunity out. <laughs> <laughs> and so for the, for the spite, Panthers in Chicago. I will All say right. this. How many, how many wins do the Bears have right now? Two? Three? One, two. Two? They're two and seven. They're two, and you have three wins. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I know where we're at. You don't need to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this week, you guys could be tied. All right. Now, don't, we are not here for the negative comments. We did not get in the top 180 NFL insider for this. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, I will. I will we just finished right, Manure game. Brandon Harris commented and said there are five Manure games. Well, yeah. You have to pick one though, <laughs> and two of them are our team. So it could, you know, I guess we, just have, we could argue that, like, argue that amongst ourselves. So yeah, 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 absolutely. We look at this every week, and we're like, oh my goodness, how do I pick one manure game with all of these poor yeah. teams playing? This but week, especially. We, actually, I, we've I decided think the, the harder thing is picking the marquee game because it's like, what do, what do we have as options? What do you have to watch? Yeah. 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 But uh, we have limited ourselves to the, the rules we live by are you have to pick one game. So yes, there could be a possible five in there. Let's go ahead and talk about the My Oh My games. We'll snake again, starting with Brandon. 
my oh my, this is this is the intriguing one. Everyone's looking at the New York Jets right now. Aaron Rodgers returning, potential playoff implications, which would be very impressive. We've covered that enough in this podcast. I'm not going to dig more into that. But the Raiders are also re-engaged. And those two teams play Sunday night this week. So you kind of have to watch the game if you're a football fan because it's the only game that's on on Sunday night. But I actually think it's going to be a better game than most people believe to see it. And I think in the warm-ups, you're going to get an Aaron Rodgers ball to Devontae Adams uh, just for fun, just for fun. Uh, and, and also Devontae's, you know, reconnecting with half of the Packers team he played with in Green Bay that's now in New York. So t- take that as you will. But I'm going Jets at Raiders Sunday Night Football. Okay, uh, I'll go next. And uh, there were a lot of teams that could fit in this one. I went with Cleveland, Baltimore this this week because everybody's like, oh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is MVP. And I think very much Miles Garrett could make him look like a non-MVP again. And uh, it would pull them within one game of Baltimore. As we said, that whole division right now would be in the playoffs. And I don't think Baltimore has it locked up by any means. We've seen Baltimore out in the lead and then fall off at the end before. I totally expect that could happen again. I think Deshaun Watson's still getting used to to playing with that team, and they have a lot of strong parts on both sides of the ball. I think both of those do. I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch to see what happens there. And I do think Lamar Jackson, now watch, I'll say this, and he'll look amazing, and everybody like, <laughs> MVP! But I think he could come back to earth a little bit in that whole uh, hype train. So that's my, my, oh, my. How about you, Josh? Mine is Lions at Chargers. I mean, like Matthew said earlier, uh, or Brandon said, Chargers are on a two-game win streak, just one above the Commanders, one-game win streak. But these the Lions, we've already we've always talked about every single week. They're a great team. They're one of the best teams in the league right now. The Chargers are slightly getting up there as a playoff imp, imp team with implications on the line. But the Chargers have a great offense and a, okay de- and a pretty good defense. The Lions have a great offense and a pretty good defense. And I think this is just going to be a battle of back and forth. Who gets the ball last and who scores last? Yeah, it'll be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go to our upsets of the week. This is always a, a fun one to pick because you pick all these games where you think it's going to be somebody really great over somebody not so great, and you, you think, okay, that's going to be my manure game. But then every once in a while, you look at it and like, could there be an upset? If so, what is it? We'll start with Josh again since we're snaking. Upset. I'm going with the same trend. Commanders over Seahawks. I talked about it earlier. Oh my goodness, this guy is a Commanders fan. <laughs> I talked about it earlier. And- I don't believe it. <laughs> it would be really hard. It would be really upsetting if every if the Seahawks won, because that means my score prediction was wrong. My marquee, my, my marquee game might have held up if it was a close game, and my upset was wrong. But I just feel this is Ron, this is Ron Rivera's game, and I know Matthew said I talk about it a lot, but it's going to happen at some point. I promise you, it's going to happen at some point this year. And I don't know if it's this game, the Dolphins game, or the uh, I can't remember what the Forty ers game. But I feel like it's your it, Dolphins it, game. When is your Dolphins game? Is it in December? Like two or three weeks. I said your best bet That's still may be the 49ers. Yeah. It probably is the 49ers, but I just feel like the way they the, the Seahawks played and the way the Commanders played last week and the way they have been playing, the Seahawks have been playing great. And then that it just dropped down to a very good team. I f- still feel like that confidence confidence is low, and the Seahawks the, the Commanders' confidence is slowly rising as you know things get better and things get better on defense and offense. And I just think that this is going to be a close game, but the command the Commanders barely edge it out. Mine this week is one that if I would have said this at the beginning of the year to myself, I would have said, somebody shoot that guy. He's insane. Um, 
but I think it's it very well could happen. I have Houston upsetting the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, C.J. Stroud Ooh. and that defense and that offense, they're, they're, they've been playing well. And uh, yes, they did lose a game to Carolina. That's in there. You can't disregard that. But they've been playing well. And Cincinnati, good team. That's why I think it's an upset. Uh, I think it, by every right, Cincinnati should beat Houston. But I, for this week, I'm going to say Houston beats uh, Cincinnati, which is a blow, a blow to Cincinnati and a real boon for Houston as they're like kind of pursuing Jacksonville here in the AFC South. So that's yeah, my upset. So you might say it's a marquee game. Can you imagine me saying that before this season started, though? Hey, Houston no. might beat Cincinnati in Week Ten. Everybody, oh, like, let's, you fool! Let, let's roll back, roll back the tape because we do have coverage of that game and our our predictions. And, and we have Cincinnati probably pretty handily beating Houston. Probably. Yeah, I believe every one of us believed Cincinnati would just yes, be thrashing yes. Houston. So yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go. What's your, what's your upset? I'm going to go my upset. Uh, kind of talking about what Matthew was going through earlier. Browns beating the Ravens. Cleveland over mm -hmm. Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's legitimately could happen. These divisional games are always wonky. I'm never sold that one team is going to fully beat the other team, even if it is 16 times in a row since yeah. Peyton Manning retired as their quarterback from the Super Bowl <laughs> 50 victory. Uh, I, I don't believe any divisional game is 100% written off. And this is one of those implications, especially because let me look, let me look here. I believe, uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm wrong. So I, I don't believe it anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> believe. I, I, I thought they were one and two in the division. They're actually one in three, but the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals are all at five and three. It's just the tiebreakers that are establishing the Steelers at two, the Browns at three, the Bengals at four. Right. Um, word it however you want. These are the two best teams in the division, excluding tiebreakers in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think it could be really good. And I'm going to rotate into my lock of the week is going to be Matthews manure game Cowboys over giants. I know I was just talking about divisional games. This is not one of those weeks where a divisional game is 100% uh, up in the air, just because of everything the giants are going through right now. There is no shot. If they had a healthy team, I'd give them a fair shot. They do not have a healthy team. Uh, so I, I don't give them a shot. And was it the giants a couple seasons ago that completely wrecked Dak? And like injured him, maybe. So maybe that, maybe that's the only solution to to winning the game is uh, completely destroying the other team's quarterback so they can't play anymore. I don't know, but right now I got Cowboys locked in over the Giants. And uh, I'm just going to quickly say I agree. That was my manure game. It's also my lock, uh, Dallas over Giants. I just feel like that is going to happen. Josh, my lock of the week is Commanders over. I'm just kidding. It's um. <laughs> it's um it is same Raiders. upset and lock i, like, yeah. I love upset, it lock marquee my oh my he uh, picks commanders over seahawks <laughs> for all of them i'm gonna do that one but um mine is raiders over jets i just feel like the jets are completely down until aaron Rodgers comes back if he comes back the defense is very good the quarterback play and offensive line play is not good but the way the raiders played last week with that fiery passion i mean i think they scored 21 points in the first half and that's the most points they scored in a game. And they did it in the first half. 
under a new interim head coach is it's just crazy. And I think they bring that same new passion. Quarterback. In. Yeah. Same and I think that same bring that same passion into it over the Jets and they win. That's that's all that matters. Right. All right. I'm sitting here on these games. I don't even know what's next on our list here. We have our fantasy MVPs. I really have nothing to add here. My fantasy team underperformed all over the place. Even though Aaron Jones scored, he only got 17 points. That's you want 20 something. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek only barely broke 20. Uh, Jordan Love didn't get me much as far as quarterbacks go. It just was a very mediocre week all around for me. So no MVPs. Everybody. You all go to Mediocreville. No MVP. I'm going Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb as, as my MVPs. And they've consistently performed for me mm-hmm. week in and week out it's without a, a doubt. Have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I drafted both of them and didn't mention any of it to y'all before the <laughs> y'all. <call. laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is, um, mine was, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember Oh, it's the Browns defense because they got me. It was it was it wasn't a single player, and that's why I was trying to remember what player it was. But it wasn't a single player. Mine was the Browns defense. I mean, I I, I lost by a little bit to uh, Abigail, but um, they got me like twenty eight points, and they actually made it a game for me until coming Monday night, where I actually thought I'd win, but Justin Herbert got me like seven points, and Eckler got fifteen points. So Man, it never it didn't. That Browns Ravens game is going to be awesome. Watching that mm-hmm. defense, yeah, yeah. All right. How about our commissioner's minute? Commissioner, you have anything to say to the fantasy football folks in the world? I do. If you're in our league, if you're one of the select 12 people that we sifted through applications for, I want to tell you spots three through nine are completely wide open. So you could be in the in the coveted playoff spot. You could be a consolation prize, as our number 11 is right now, completely out of the consolation bracket. <laughs> So don't give up. Use your waivers. Uh, trade season is over. You can't trade anymore. And uh, let's let's finish the season pretty strong. Right now we're sitting at uh, our fantasy championship from last year, our top two spots at the moment. It seems like no matter how hard I try, Me I can't too. keep Brandon and, and Jacob out of the top. Uh, I've almost given up. But I keep putting my players in, and they keep underperforming. Me too. Every single game <laughs> this is why I, I i took early losses to get jonathan taylor and cooper cup drafted i knew Smart. they would pay off i knew they'd pay guy. off all right well hey everybody thanks for joining us here on the football pandemic make sure to make your votes so that you can stay in competition for that ice cream from brandon and we'll see you next time on the football pandemic <laughs>